0: Hey, it's Guy Raz here, host of How I Built This with a quick recommendation. Every holiday weekend comes with a lot of waiting, traffic, airport security lines. And so while you're waiting, why don't you just binge on How I Built This? Each episode, I speak with a founder of a company who has an incredible story of how it all began. You can find How I Built This on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, y'all. This is Sam's Aunt Betty. This week on the show... Me!
1: (laughs) How long have you been longing to say that, Betty?
0: Oh, never.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Betty, thanks for doing this today. I'm Sam Sanders. It's been a minute. Uh, Today, the one, the only. You usually hear her just announcing our guests each week, but today, my very own Aunt Betty, sister of my own mother, is on the phone from her office in Delaware to be a guest on our show.
0: Nice to meet you, Aunt Betty. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Can I call you Aunt Betty? Absolutely, you can call me Daddy You don't have to call me Aunt
1: Daddy Also, Dan Pashman is here Hi Hey Uh, Dan Pashman hosts a podcast called The Sporkful It's a podcast which you say is not for foodies It's for eaters That's right I like that I like that Uh, We're doing a special Thanksgiving episode And my Aunt Betty is one of the best cooks that I know So we had to have (laughs) her involved you are.
0: I'm not joking. Uh, I have to chuckle on that, but great. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, all of y'all can cook because Carrie Jo could cook. My grandmother. Yeah. She was great mama kid. could cook. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, Betty, we're going to do this show. And she texted me and says, y'all have to call me because if I call you, they're going to charge my office. <laughs> I said, okay.
0: <laughs> so we called Betty. <laughs> I'm a state employee. We don't play that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so we are taping the show in advance, but we got a lot of good stuff for you. I am going to be talking with you, Dan, about Thanksgiving food. But the thing that I'm most excited about today is that we're going to take calls from listeners and hear a few of their Thanksgiving horror stories. <laughs> Prince, really proud of that tape. <laughs> It's the little victories. It's the little victories. So we're doing this because of two simple reasons. I love Thanksgiving and I love horror stories. That's it. Um, So, Betty, I prompted you last night in advance of this conversation to share, (laughs) if you would, a Thanksgiving horror story. Do you have one or several?
0: Oh, you know, I think every adventure into the kitchen is a potential horror story for me. Why? Because I'm just going by gut. You know, I don't use, unless I'm baking... I don't use a recipe, so this looks like it might taste good in there. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. So I do have a horror story I made. uh, In the South, we call it dressing. Up here, y'all call it stuffing. But uh, I made dressing, and I couldn't get the flavor right, and I just kept thinking that it needed more sage. Oh, I I know this story.
1: I was hoping you would tell this story. (laughs) I didn't want to make you tell it, but I wanted you to tell it, and I'm glad you're telling it. Go ahead.
0: Uh, So by the time I finished and I cooked it, it had a slight green tit to it.
1: Dan, I was so. there. It was not slight green. It was, it was verdant. So
0: of course, when Sam comes in, all we talked about the whole weekend was that green dressing. And I had to coax him into eating it because it just was too green to be appetizing.
1: If I recall, the turkey was green, too.
0: The turkey was not green. <laughs> just the dressing.
2: But here's the question, Sam. How did it taste? Did it have enough sage? Betty's never cooked a bad meal presentation and plating
1: might be an issue sometimes if the dressing is green but it's actually been good so my, so my whole mother's side of the family they're all from Alabama from Birmingham and they just know how to cook good southern food I've never had a bad meal from my mother or any of her sisters I promise that that is true
0: Betty oh well thank you I'm going to write that down and pass it on to the others <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> although Donna never cooked Madonna is more organic lately, so she cooks <laughs> differently.
1: Yes, yes. And like Alza could just cook two things very well, so we just and made her cook those it. two things. She would do fried chicken very well and potato salad very well.
0: And she made the best banana pudding oh, yes. you ever put in your mouth. Oh, I love yes. banana pudding.
2: Vanilla yes. <laughs> yes. wafers? you she do it with vanilla
1: wafers? Mm-hmm.
0: Vanilla wafers, yes. Yeah. Old-fashioned.
1: So, Betty, you have to get back to work, but I want you to give uh, one quick bit of Thanksgiving advice for those cooking this year because you do a pretty good job of it.
0: Oh, thank you. So my advice then for those cooking this year is just to – really remember why you're there to be thankful for each other and for health and for family and for whatever you're thankful for. You're going to have a sink full of dishes. You're going to have a ton of garbage to take out. Do it. Keep smiling. Get folks to help you as much as you can. But if you you know what I tell people, if it's not good, it's free. (laughs) You don't have to eat it. (laughs) It's free. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, Betty. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Betty. Bye. Bye, bye, Dan.
1: Dan, in just a bit, we're going to hear uh, some Thanksgiving horror stories from our listeners. But I want to talk first with you, a longtime food journalist, uh, about something you've declared recently. You've said you're going to swear off Thanksgiving content.
2: That's right, yeah. We, we did a Sporkful podcast last week that we called the the last Sporkful Thanksgiving special ever. Huh. And uh, it's bold, Sam. It's bold. Why would you and do it, And this? it might be a terrible mistake. Yeah. Basically... You know, when I first—I started in news, like you, mm-hmm. and, and radio. And I started this food podcast as a side project many years ago, and it became yeah. my job. And I was worried mm-hmm. when I first started making food my career that if it became work, that I would lose my passion oh, for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to say, for the most part, that has not happened. Good. But the one issue has become Thanksgiving. Why? Because I, I always used to love Thanksgiving, and I found myself dreading it because— There's so much anxiety around it, and especially when you're in the food media, you're expected to have something new and different to say every year on Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's the most food-centric holiday. like It's the only holiday where the food is the point, really. Yeah, Uh, which makes it the best
1: holiday. Agreed. I guess so, to reclaim your Thanksgiving sanity, you're just swearing off.
2: First of all, if I keep doing new Thanksgiving specials, I'm part of the problem. (laughs) The Thanksgiving industrial complex. Exactly. I don't want to be part of big Thanksgiving special.
1: <laughs> I mean, but uh, yeah, okay, I see that. So then where is all of this energy that used to go into you being caught up over Thanksgiving? Where's it going to go now?
2: I'm going to focus on drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is there a
2: certain Thanksgiving cocktail that you could recommend? Uh, the, uh, the Autumn Bonfire. The Autumn Bonfire. This is Rosie Shap's perfect cocktail Wait, for a fall day in the let kitchen. Let
1: me guess what that drink would contain Please. based on
2: the title. Autumn Bonfire. Fireball? No. <laughs> uh, it's one part Applejack, which is like okay. a, an apple brandy. Okay. One part smoky scotch. Smoky scotch. Like a, something sort of peaty or smoky. Okay. And that's kind of where you're going to get that fire, that bonfire okay. vibe uh, yeah, yeah. from. Okay. Uh, one part non-alcoholic apple cider or apple juice. Oh, yeah. A couple dashes of bitters. Oh. And then a splash of maple syrup.
1: Maple syrup.
2: Is it weird that I like the
1: smell of fake maple syrup more than the smell of real maple syrup? I don't think that's weird. Thank you.
2: I mean, you know, especially because, like, you know, you, there's something that deep about, about pancake syrup, as, as it's yeah. like technically yes. the FDA requires it to be called. Oh, really? Because you can't call it maple syrup. Because it's not oh, actually from a maple tree, yeah. uh, But so it's called pancake syrup. But there is something about that that that's sort of like it's good corn syrup with caramel food coloring that just <laughs> taps right into childhood. You know, <laughs> like if you grew up with that, like it's just. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you should give thought to how alcohol takes up stomach space. Like I'll t- I'll... alcohol usually frees up stomach space for me. It always makes me hungry. Really? I eat. But when be... I drink. All right, well, then you should be drinking on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Where's your cocktail, Sam? Right?
1: (laughs) Well, Dan, I hope you enjoy your first Thanksgiving-free Thanksgiving. Well, that's not the way to say it. How would you say it?
2: It's gonna be Thanksgiving full, really, Sam. Okay. I'm gonna focus on the holiday and not the and not, and not the, the pomp the, and the stress. And the stress. stress. Okay. In fact, I'm gonna be so relaxed. I'm not even making dessert. I'm not even buying a fancy dessert. I'm buying an amazing dessert. What is the dessert? I'm gonna get a Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie. Can
1: you get those? Because they were sold out for a while, right? I,
2: I think they they upped the uh, <laughs> they up the supply.
1: The Patty pies. That's right. Yeah, is we, the pie that good? It's really good. Okay. It's really
2: good. I mean, look, it, it, it's like the part of you that that pancake syrup taps into. <laughs> Patty Pie
1: does that too. Right,
2: right. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, now we're going to
1: hear about probably some bad Thanksgiving food. We're going to have you stick around and help me uh, listen to some Thanksgiving horror stories. Let's do it. Don't go away. I'm Sam Sanders, and you're listening to It's Been a Minute
3: from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from St. Louis Public Radio and PRX, presenting the podcast We Live Here, real talk about race and class that doesn't feel like homework. You'll hear investigations and stories of ordinary people. You can start by checking out an episode that has two best friends, one who is white and one who is not, getting quizzed about what it means to be an ally. Listen to We Live Here, where you get your podcasts. Support also comes from Discover. The traditional first anniversary gift is paper. Most couples aren't gifting each other stationery, but Discover is following this anniversary tradition for its new card members. At the end of your first year, Discover will match all the cash back you earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catch. That's a paper anniversary gift in the form of a cash back bonus. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Cashback match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply. Five, four, space. Three, it used two, to be the playground of governments, one. but now rockets and
1: satellites are becoming so small, so cheap, that even a podcast can do it.
2: We have ignition.
1: I'm Robert Smith, and starting November 29th, the Planet Money team launches their very own satellite into the cosmos. Listen on NPR One or that app you're using right now. we are back you're listening to it's been a minute from NPR I'm Sam Sanders we're taking a break from the news this week and we've got a special Thanksgiving episode let's get back to me and food podcaster Dan Pashman he hosts a show called The Sporkful and we're taking some calls from listeners we've got three lined up they're sharing some Thanksgiving horror stories first on the line we have Lindsay Lindsay hey Hi. How are you?
4: I'm good, thanks.
1: Good, good. You're on the phone with me and my friend Dan Pashman. He has a podcast all about food. Uh, Where are you calling from?
4: I'm calling from Philadelphia.
1: Okay, okay, all right. What is your Thanksgiving horror story?
4: So it doesn't actually have anything to do with food. (laughs) That's fine. Um, My my horror story was uh, when I was in high school, my mom decided during dinner that we should change up the traditional going around the table and saying what everyone is thankful for. And saying what the person next to us should be thankful for.
1: That is so <laughs> passive-aggressive. It really was.
4: Why would she do that? <laughs> well, just wait till she went first uh, and, and came over to me and said that I should be thankful for her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so mom. That is
2: mom 100. I, seriously, that is, is like is. mom squared.
4: <laughs> uh, well, we only got through two people before uh, some bad feelings erupted and dinner was over.
1: <laughs> like, just over?
4: Yep, just over. People left the table. The only one still left was my grandma, who had her hearing aid turned off.
2: <laughs> Dan, what do you do in moments like that? I mean, you guys got to focus on the food. <laughs> it's your family. It'll all blow over eventually, hopefully. Wait, Lindsay, what did you say the person next to you should be thankful for?
4: Well, I was I was the cause of the problem. I told my brother... Who I was angry at, at at the moment for who knows why, um, but told him that he should be thankful that anyone still speaks to him. Oh my god. <laughs> I was an angry teenager. And, <laughs> oh, so was
2: I. and was that the end, or did he then go next?
4: Nope, that was the end. Okay. <laughs> the next Thanksgiving we did not continue that tradition. We, we stuck to the saying what we're we are thankful for ourselves.
1: <laughs> good, good, good. Hey, well, thanks so much for your call.
4: Thank you. I love your podcast.
1: I appreciate that. Bye bye. All right, let's take another call. We have Robert on the line from Wisconsin. Robert, you there? Hey, Sam. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Good. Good. You're on the line with me and my friend Dan Pashman. He has a podcast all about food.
5: Hey, Robert. Hey, Dan. How are you?
1: Good. How
2: are you? What's your uh, Thanksgiving horror story?
5: Well, I was. Uh, I started um, hosting my whole extended family for Thanksgiving. Just out of college, when I was like 24, I was all proud of myself that I could do that with my new young wife and our little children. And maybe the third or fourth year, we had a new house, and I was trying to show off my new house with our new Thanksgiving. And this is the first house where I had a garbage disposal, uh, so I was excited about that. So I did like you know two dozen potatoes to do the big batch of mashed potatoes, and I just washed all the potato peelings down the garbage disposal because I thought that's what you could do.
1: Why can't you do that? I, I would think you could do that. Well, you know, you can't. As it turns out,
5: <laughs> I learned that because <laughs> about a half hour in, you know, half hour later, my sink is is full of water and it won't go down. So naturally, I just ran more water in the other side of the sink, thinking that it, somehow this will magically make it all go away. Um, obviously, this isn't working. So um, I decided I'm going to be a plumber now, in addition to a chef, and start to take apart the under the under of the sink oh, to figure out why it's clogged you so, being you are if you can thinking ahead, I grab a little ice cream pail to catch the water. I'm a terrible judge of water volume, okay, so I <laughs> unplugged the thing from underneath the sink, and there's like six or seven gallons of water in there, oh and it just all just immediately pours and floods the entire kitchen.
1: Potato water.
5: Potato water, gross, nasty dishes. Potato water. <laughs> and uh, a couple of weeks later, uh, a plumber came and had to like cut out a four foot section of the pipe in the basement because the uh, what, what he he described it as four feet of concrete that had resulted from all those potato peelings. Oh my and goodness! Now, wait, just so yeah. I can understand,
2: Robert, did you actually run the disposal?
5: Yeah, it backed it them still... up and it made them into like this wet paste, which then hardened oh. in the pipe. You made oh. potato peel glue, right? <laughs> <laughs> <I did.
1: laughs> so could you clean up in time for that five thirty mealtime? Yeah
5: look at you yeah everything worked out great I was that's why I said was, I was it was a horror story for a while there but I was quite heroic and I told everybody exactly what I accomplished and all the, the craziness of the water and the flood in the kitchen but uh, everything worked out great
1: was there anyone in your family who was like I told you so
5: <laughs> no because growing up I never had a garbage disposal so I kind of blame my parents for never teaching me how to properly <laughs> <with garbage. laughs> it's
1: their <laughs> fault right well Robert thank you for sharing your story with us uh, I thank hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend
5: same to you Paul. thank you very much alright man take care Robert bye okay bye bye
1: Dan before we take some more calls let's take a second to plug uh, an episode of The Sporkful that you put out recently that was really interesting it was a story about a sandwich shop in Aleppo
2: yeah, a friend of mine told me that he'd been to this sandwich shop years and years ago before the Syrian civil war started, uh-huh. back when you would go on vacation to Aleppo, yeah, and it was this life-altering sandwich, and it was clear to him that this sandwich shop was a destination what spot. What was in the sandwich? He had a chicken sandwich. He had a tongue sandwich. And it, it, it I got the impression it's kind of one of these, in, in, similar to like a falafel or shawarma place where you can choose different salads to put on there. Yeah. So the, the, the exact sandwich you're going to get can vary a bit depending on which salads you pick. But it's got a, a protein. It's got some pickles. It's What's got the bread about? French baguette. Ooh.
1: Okay. But well, this is
2: one of the interesting things that we learned. So I basically sort of set out to find out what made this sandwich shop special to people in Aleppo. It was that special? Yes, it, it was, this was a known place. This was like the, huh. the Ben's Chili Bowl of Aleppo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, or, or the Franklin Barbecue in, in yeah. Austin or, or, or La Taqueria in San Francisco. The so lines across yes, the street. well-known and okay. like a destination for locals. Yes. So we set out to find out what made this place special and also is it still there? Yeah. Uh, we were able to get calls into Aleppo. And, and it's interesting you ask about the ingredients. One of the things that I learned in in, in pursuing this Place to try to find out what made it special was that these sandwiches really were unique to Aleppo, because one of the things that my friends had experienced when they were there was the French bread. Syria, France occupied Syria for decades after World War One. Yeah. there's also there's hot peppers in these sandwiches, that, which you don't find all over the Middle East, but there are a lot of some of the spices in, uh, that you find in Syria were brought by Armenian refugees who came huh. over during the Armenian genocide.
1: Okay. So this sandwich like, kind of tells the history of Syria. Right. Oh. Right. Did you, and have you tasted one yet? I have not. <laughs> I
2: have not, but I am dying to. Yeah. And, um, well, I don't want to give away too much because okay. it's really a good ending, but, but I think that uh, it's a satisfying conclusion.
1: Is it in your feeds now?
2: Yeah, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Okay. You are listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. This is a special Thanksgiving edition of the show. I'm here with Dan Pashman from a podcast called The Sporkful. It's a show about food that's not for foodies, it's for eaters. That is a very good catchphrase. Oh,
2: thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Glad you're here, man. I'm
2: glad I'm here, too. Okay. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. We're taking calls from listeners, hearing about their Thanksgiving horror stories. All right, Dan, time for one more call. Jen, are you there? Yes, hello. How are you? Good, good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Where are you calling from?
6: Um, so I live in Denver, Colorado.
1: Cool, cool. Well, you're talking with me and my friend Dan. Hey, Jen. Hi. Tell us your horror story.
6: Okay, so this was about five years ago. My husband and I went to um, his folks' house for Thanksgiving, and my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law have never really gotten along. There's always been a lot of kind of back and forth jabs that happen and um, just a lot of tension there. My mother and I yeah. get along great. Like, we have a wonderful relationship. Wait, hey, hang
2: on. Jen, Jen uh, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to make sure I understood. Oh. Who is it that yeah. doesn't get along?
6: Oh, sorry. Yeah, so it's my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law.
2: So, So your husband's mom doesn't get along with the woman that your husband's brother married.
6: That is correct. That's the, that's the scenario. Okay. Got it. <laughs> okay. All right. Got okay. it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. A little confusing. Um, <laughs> it's Anyway, all good. so, yeah. So, like, just these, you know, really passive-aggressive jabs are coming from my mother-in-law. Like what? And, and – Can you give me an example uh, of on one? I'm trying to think of, of some of the things, but, like – some of them were kind of awful, but, like, at one point she said, like, oh, you know, it's a really good thing that you guys don't have kids because your kids, you know, might be kind of ugly. <laughs> <laughs> <So bad>.
0: No! <laughs> no! <laughs> like, yes, um, exactly. Jenna,
2: exactly. I'm going to need to do a quick fact check. That's not passive-aggressive. That's just aggressive.
6: <laughs> that's, like, okay, that's yeah.
1: totally
2: mad aggro. <laughs> oh, my
1: God.
6: Totally fair, very fair. What did y'all say so, when
1: she said that?
6: So the whole time, everyone, and like, in my husband's family, everyone just was like, super conflict avoidant. Anyway, so everyone just like, sitting like, kind of with this like, fake smile plastered to their face. Anyway, so then on Friday, um, my- But well, you guys so,
1: survived the actual dinner on Thanksgiving.
6: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So okay. we just kind of like, let's make fake smiles plastered through. So we sat my mother-in-law down and said like, hey, listen, you need to stop this. Here's what's happening. Here's all the things you're saying knock it off yeah Anyway, so that totally blew into this like screaming match just like horrible like oh, almost no. like all of these things are being brought in from like all this past stuff anyway so like right in the middle of this poor, my poor brother-in-law and sister-in-law come walking in they have no idea what they're these are the ones that she's been so- insulting yes so then she turns on them and just unleashes Whoa. Huge yelling match. Everyone's angry. Everyone's yelling. Meanwhile, my father-in-law is just sitting, reading the newspaper, <laughs> not looking up. <laughs> just like no. Sitting in recliner, not even reacting. Anyway, so we're just like all like yelling at each other. It's this total crazy thing. And then all of a sudden he just like, my father-in-law puts down his newspaper he stands up and he says, There'll be no more yelling in this house. That's enough. If you're going to yell, you got to take it to the Dairy Queen.
1: <laughs> the Dairy Queen? <laughs> Is that where one goes to yell? Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, apparently.
6: Anyway, so, yeah, so it kind of, like, totally, and then he just, like, sat back down and picked up his paper again. And it totally broke the tension. Like, all of us kids left and went out and got a drink. You
2: didn't and go to Dairy Queen? Blah.
6: We did not go to Dairy Queen.
2: <laughs> what part of taking yes. to the Dairy Queen did you not understand, Jen? <laughs> well, have you gone back since then? We haven't, actually. <laughs> That's the
6: last time actually, we've
2: Actually, they now have Thanksgiving at the Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's, it's where we do all our family get-togethers, you know? Exactly. <laughs>
2: and no one fights.
6: Yeah, the funny thing is my husband and I still to this day, whenever we're having an argument or we feel like ourselves getting upset with each other, then we turn to each other and we say, do we need to take this to the Dairy Queen?
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, <laughs> the the can I adopt everything. that
1: like as a new catchphrase of my own <laughs> yes please do please do
6: yeah anytime take you feel like to the you're the gonna DQ. yell or angry mm-hmm. just take, take it to the it Dairy
1: to Queen take it to Dairy Queen you better get a blizzard buddy <laughs> <laughs>
6: exactly
1: hey well thank you for the call um, I hope you have a drama free uh, Thanksgiving weekend and maybe oh, still go to Dairy so Queen much. just as well yeah
6: yeah <laughs> we might just have to go get some ice cream just because you know <laughs>
2: exactly alrighty take care bye Jen
6: alright thank you so much bye
2: I gotta say Sam I grew up with a Dairy Queen like one mile from my house Less. it was super old school like there was no in- inside it was all it just was the drive the was, walk like a, up a drive a stand yeah. Okay, yeah and there was a summer when when I went I got a, a vanilla blizzard with m ms after every Little League game yeah and put on a lot of weight that that's summer that's okay
1: <laughs> Before we finish, just want to thank everyone that sent to us their Thanksgiving horror stories. I got sick. I ate too much. I left the giblets inside the turkey. Classic. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like we all kind of have the same universal Thanksgiving problems.
2: Although Butterball re-engineered the plastic bags that they put the giblets in inside the turkey so that if you do accidentally cook the turkey with it in there, you can still eat the turkey. I don't trust that. (laughs) So the plastic just melts inside this carcass? Uh.
1: No. (laughs) No, Dan. I don't trust that. It may not be organic. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, for all those enjoying Thanksgiving and the weekend after it, pace yourself. Be good to yourselves. If it doesn't work out, just order pizza. It's okay. And drink. Yes. Yes. All right, Dan, I think we did it. Dan Pashman, host of The Sporkful. Check out his final ever Thanksgiving episode. Is it in your feeds
2: now? Yeah, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay.
1: And also behind that episode, there are two great episodes all about your search for the Aleppo sandwich. That's right. Some good stuff there. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks again to Dan for hanging out. Now it's time for us to end the show as we always do. We ask you, our listeners, to send us the sounds of your own voice, sharing the best thing that happened to you all week. We play them right here. Let's take a listen.
7: Hi, this is Carla and my 8-year-old son, Tomas. Hello. The best thing that happened to me all week was when my grandmother got here from Bolivia. Aww. And the best thing that happened to me all week was when my mom, Tomas' grandmother, came from Bolivia to spend two months with my wife and with Tomas.
0: Yeah. Hello,
3: my name is Malachi.
6: Hi. And I'm eight years old. Best thing that happened to me this week, I lost a tooth. Oh. On Sunday, I completed my first marathon. right. I went into a virtual queue this morning and came out on the other end with Hamilton tickets. right.
1: I was informed that I won a brand new mattress, bed frame, sheets, pillows uh, for filling out an online review. Okay. So I'm able to give my parents a brand new bed for Christmas. Do it.
6: Hey, Sam, this is Kylie from Durham, North Carolina. The best thing to happen to me this week was a rosé-induced game of knockout with two (laughs) deflated basketballs during our Friendsgiving. I don't like sports, but I do like my friends. And it was very cold, but I still felt warm inside.
1: That sounds real fun.
7: Hey, you guys, it's Maggie in Maine. Hello. Like a lot of people, I've been wanting to do more in the world but my husband and i both work full-time we've got three little kids including a baby so time and money are pretty short right now but we live in Maine where real estate is cheap and we have this big old farmhouse with plenty of space, half of which we're not even using. So after a few months of trying, we finally connected with a family uh, recently arrived in this country from Burundi. They are asylum seekers and just need a little while to get on their feet. It has been such an awesome week. <laughs> I went from having no kids in the local public school to three 10th graders. Oh my goodness. And I've learned all about that. We're all figuring out how to talk between English and French and curandy. I, I have
6: five extra sets of hands to hold the baby.
7: Oh. And um, it's been a
6: great week. Hi, Sam. This is Shana from Bloomington, Indiana. And the best thing that has happened to me all week just happened this morning. Um, I received a phone call from a number I didn't recognize, and when I answered, I found out it was a board member from Habitat for Humanity telling me that they are excited to bring me on as a homeowner. Wow. Um, And this will be the first time for me owning a home, and as a single working mom to twins and a child with special needs, it just... Mm -hmm warms my heart more than I can express um, to be able to have this opportunity. I'm so grateful to be able to give um, my children the space and accessibility that they need. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to share that with you.
4: I hope you have a great week. Thanks.
6: Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Wow. Thanks so much to the voices you heard there. Carla and Tomas, Malachi, Jocelyn, Joan, Eli, Kylie, Maggie, and Shauna, As always, you can share your best thing by email. Just send me an audio file to samsanders at npr.org. Do that anytime, at any point, throughout any week. We listen to all of those that come in, even if we can't include them all in the show. And that's a wrap on our Thanksgiving edition of It's Been a Minute from NPR. The show is produced by Brent Bachman and Anjali Sastry with Steve Nelson and editing help from Jeff Rogers. Anya Grunvin is our VP of Programming. We're back next week with our regular format, a wrap on the week of news and culture and everything else. I'm Sam Sanders. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk soon.